Why? Well, uh, it's kind of like asking why do all the guys to Copenhagen, you know? I mean, if you're 17 and you're not a total fry, it's just what you do. Hello and welcome to Second Run, a movie lover's podcast by Movie Phone, a podcast that celebrates Hollywood's guiltiest pleasures by taking a fresh look at our most nostalgic movies. I'm Tim Hayne, and I'm joined once again by Rachel Horner. Hello. Tony Maceo. Hi. Phil Perello. Hello. And friend of the podcast, Drew Taylor. Hello. We've watched, judged, and taken ample notes. Now we're here to talk about a movie featuring more inconsistent accents than a high school production of Steel Magnolias. <laughs> 1999's Drop Dead Gorgeous. Rachel, why did you choose this movie? I think it is one of the most underrated comedies that's ever existed in the world. That's high praise. It's high praise. Um, You know, the cast is phenomenal. It's got Allison Janney. It's got uh, er, late 90s, early 2000s staple Kirsten Dunst. Mm -hmm. You couldn't watch a movie without her being in it. That's That's true. true. Uh, Brittany Murphy is in it. Uh, Amy Adams, before she was the Amy Adams that we know her as today. Um, It's a very dark comedy, and uh, as I told Tony earlier, I like my comedies like I like my coffee, either dark or light. I like it both ways. Oh. Um, There is no in-between. There's no no middle ground for that. (laughs) Um, If only everyone could see how red Phil's face is getting right now in response to this. Like, I like bad jokes. Don't give me crap for it. Um, But I picked it because I think that it is hilarious and uh it's everybody's career best work in that movie it's denise richards oh for sure oh yeah i mean there's not a lot to compare it to but forgetting about her james bond role nuclear (laughs) dr christmas yeah dr christmas jones you thought christmas came but once a year (laughs) i I mean that's one no that is a joke you haven't seen it's the last line yeah which which james bond is not enough world is not enough oh yeah i never seen world is not enough Wow. Missed out on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rachel, what, what's this movie about for people who may not have caught it back in 1999? Um, there are many. Hmm. It's... Uh, <laughs> Is it in Michigan? Mount Min- Rose, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Kirsten like Dunst was pra- mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst was practicing yeah. for her future role on Fargo uh, yeah, to practice really she her was. Minnesotan accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but it's a Minnesotan. Uh, <laughs> I can't say. Oh yeah, uh, it's a it's a pageant. Um, the the Miss the Miss Teen. There's multiple pageants. Yeah, the Teen America. I can't remember what it's called. The it's big terrible. one is the Teen America one, and then the Mount Rose one. Is yeah, the, the Mount. It's yeah, like it's their a, it's, like it's the their Sarah, regional. The Sarah yeah. Rose Cosmetics Mount Rose American Teen Princess. There pageant. it is, American Thank Teen wow. Princess. Yeah. yeah, and so this is the regional Thanks, before Internet. they go to states and national, um, and so it's you know as Brittany Murphy character says, you know, if you're not unfortunate looking and you're a teenager and you live in Mount Rose, it's what you do. It's like the it's like the boys see. chewing Copenhagen. Yeah, exactly. Which was one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Like. And so uh, all these teens enter into this pageant. Then some of them start dying. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is on the chopping block, but she she makes it to the end. Um, but it's just a dark comedy about a uh, high school teen beauty pageant uh, with Kirstie Alley being the director and also Denise Richards' mother. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's very unbiased throughout the whole entire thing. She's very biased. I I was being being facetious. Thank you. You're welcome. Jokes are more fun when you explain them. (laughs) 
Starting getting heated. <laughs> mm -hmm. All I have to say is Alice and Jenny, far and away, is my favorite part of the she's entire movie. Yeah, she's, she's really great. good. She in steals this. every single scene she's in, even if she just has one line. Mm -hmm. It's like they realized she was a better choice than Ellen Barkin for right. the, the mom. mom. So yeah. they pushed the mom out and yep. gave mom lines to Alice and Jenny. Yeah. Like I, mean, I honestly do feel like that's what they did. Yeah, something it does happened. feel like yeah. that. Yeah, she's just because the mom is just removed. Yeah, because right. it's weird towards the end when she makes it to uh, state and they get there and uh, the mom's not mom doesn't go because she's still in the hospital. It's like if they really wanted to, they could have been like, oh, she's better now. Like she can she can go. No, but Alice and Janie was just so much funnier. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, we'll send Alice and Janie instead. I also just but. But all of that also led to the great hook hand moment at the end. Of that <laughs> so she's like, the doctor said I should practice, <laughs> which was great. That was delivered really well. Uh, yeah. This movie is just truly delightful. Yeah, I didn't realize how dark it was. I've never I'd never seen it before. Me neither. Um, yeah. So I really I didn't do any like research ahead of time. But like it's a it's it's dark. It gets pretty, pretty twisted. And there's portions. no real. Like ramped up transition. Mm -hmm. to, it's just well, no. The girl blows, girl up, just on blows the, up on her yeah, on the lawnmower, like, yeah. and it goes. It's all downhill from there. Like mm -hmm. it feels like it's you know a best in show Fargo type right. thing, and yeah. then oh, we're murdering teens. Mm -hmm. okay. But it's really light. It's taken yeah. very lightly. I think, um, that was actually something I kind of like briefly talked about with you, Rachel, beforehand. Is I. I feel like, well, obviously, like, the people who made Best in Show, they've been doing mockumentary stuff before this movie came out mm -hmm. in, with, like, this is Spinal Tap. Guffman. But I think, like, they really borrowed some of that, like, hometown feel element of Best in Show from this movie. Oh, I yeah. Feel, I feel like this movie really na nailed the small town vibe. And, like, I'm from, a, Michigan is an adjacent state to Minnesota, but there's a lot of similarities between, between the two. And I really, like, some of the things that they were doing and the things they were talking about really resonated, especially, like, people not leaving their small town and stuff Oh, like yeah, that. definitely. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think you guys are giving this movie far too much credit. What? I don't think Christopher Guest watched Drop Dead Gorgeous and said, you know, no, I no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying the opposite. I'm oh, okay. saying it was influenced by Christopher Guest. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I'm saying, you, I mean, if you watch Waiting for Guffman and then you watch this movie, I mean, there's there are direct comparisons yeah. and correlations. Because Best in Show sure. came out in 2000. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'm saying, like, just that particular, just the hometowny element. I'm not talking about the whole style right. of the movie. I'm just saying that particular element of it. Also, yeah. I don't know that a person in a in a room that loves John Carter is allowed to say any movie is giving any, <laughs> any movie. Wow. Turns. Wow! Wow! And if you if you want to know what that's in reference to, go back into our archives and listen, <laughs> to, and listen to me tear apart. Yeah, it is the most listened to episode. Oh, did we've it ever beat done. the Wedding Planner? Yes. yes. I'm truly wow. upset. Wedding Planner is number two. Yeah. Fun fact though, Drew sits at home and puts it on repeat. Every <laughs> so I've you, heard that so many times. I do too. He loves to hear the sound of his voice, yes. so he just plays it over and over. Um, no, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and let's let's. I mean, come on, it also has Amy Adams in it. Yeah, she's great. That. She was yeah. really good. Murphy, she, Amy Adams. Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards, um, Allison Janney, Ellen Barkin. Who am I missing? Will Sasso. Will Sasso. Yeah. Will Sasso. Yeah. Sasso. And Will then Sasso. Nora Dunn shows up. Mo Gaffney's in it. Um, Yo, Adam, guy who played Adam West. Right right oh, yeah. Adam yeah. West. Yeah. That whole through line that Adam West may or may not have been sleeping with the Miss Minnesota. They dropped that. Very, very quickly. And then I wonder, I mean, he had to have approved the joke, obviously, since yeah. he was in the beginning of the movie. But I was just like, this is so dark. Right. Yeah. It's so messed well, up. Yeah. I mean, and the girl who was the previous Mount Rose, um, 
uh, American teen princess. Yes. She's in, I can never remember her name, but she's like one of those people that's just like in stuff. Like she was mm-hmm. Ross's in girlfriend yeah. and friends. So it was Bruce Willis's yeah. daughter. Also a dark turn that she was the previous winner and she was anorexic. Yeah, right. anorexic yeah. Super messed up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty wigs. desensitized and I really wasn't all that. Like I knew it was a dark comedy, but I wasn't like, oh, that's dark while watching it. But by today's standards, it's not that dark. It's true. No. Yeah. Um, but I also loved the full circle moment with the the woman who who volunteered with like deaf babies or whatever. Yes, and, becomes, then the, and then she, she and then she gets hit in the head with a light and becomes deaf. Yeah, no, so no, right. she's really happy. She's probably that's what she's always wanted. She's like then Kirsten Dunst comes <laughs> so, back and she's like, oh, how's she doing? And Kirsten Dunst is like she's deaf she she's very excited the light made her deaf it was a great like full circle moment and everybody's like yeah yeah that's actually <laughs> something i really i love the diversity of all the girls participating in the pageant mm-hmm. i thought that was very fun mm-hmm. and added a lot to the whole thing mm-hmm. overall also i love that um denise richards character did not have a minnesota an accent, accent. I was, gonna, I was gonna ask about that because they don't really. She, do you think she was coached to not have an accent? I think so she that way purposefully she it, doesn't have one. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, like her mother raised her not to have one. For I don't even know if it's like a character thing. I, I think, think it was just the movie. They Are we were talking like, about who? Brittany? No, Denise Richards. Denise Richards. Oh yeah, I think it was she, just because she couldn't do it. I you think, think so. Yeah, and I also think it kind of made it funnier that she didn't have one. Right. Like. I think it might have been purposeful. It might have been like she couldn't do it. Maybe they were like, oh, she can't do it. But honestly, Brittany it kind of makes it better. didn't really have one either. No. no, she had kind of like a, she had an accent, but it was not Minnesotan. No. But it wasn't Thai from Clueless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a little off from that. You know, it had shades of Minnesota to it, yeah. I think, overall. She was trying her hardest. Yeah, but I think you could make the, like, you know, again, maybe the Denise Richards thing was like her mother coaching her not to have a regional accent. So that way, if she made it to nationals, she would have a little bit more appeal. That's overall. some backstory shit. To yeah. That. Yeah. That's some, that's some it's deep. also, for yeah. Brittany Murphy's character, we don't really hear her parents talk except for her dad. Um, when it talks about oh, Peter. That's right. Um, and yeah. so they could have moved there. Like yeah. they could right. be from somewhere else. But yeah. Denise Richards' family, clearly from there because Good Kirstie Alley was. had the mm-hmm. thickest Minnesotan accent out of the whole thing. And clearly they're an institution in the town. Because yes. This is <laughs> such an important pageant. Yeah, their furniture, mm-hmm. their furniture store. Yeah, they sponsor it and they yeah. also pay for the vacation. And all of the, the racist right. jokes. Yeah. Yeah, really that's fun. there was there was some of the dialogue in this was a little hard to listen to mm-hmm. circa 2017 versus I'm sure how it, it was in 1999. Oh yeah. They talk a lot about Mexicans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which as someone from a small town that's unfortunately is also someone from a small yeah. town. Yeah. Yes. It's not it's, too inaccurate to how yeah. people talk. It's but not I'm, fun to listen to, but it's yeah. true. I like to think that the the Mexican workers who built the float that she was on that smelled like gasoline mm-hmm. Actually mm-hmm. doused it in gasoline on purpose. That she yeah, explode. yeah. Because they're horrible people. The bay the swan ate my baby. <laughs> 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 and also, I thoroughly enjoyed all of the camera trickery they used to make it look like Kirsten Dunst could actually tap dance. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. At one point, I was like, "Is she tap dancing?" But it's no. clear that she just does like the broad movements a and then it bit, zooms right. in on yeah. an actual professional. There's a lot tap of dancer. just leg shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know. Also, as a person who took dance classes, I never took tap, but one of my best friends did tap. I don't think that if you're really tapping, you can apply makeup at the same time. No. It's just that's you got to have a steady hand when you do makeup. What a messed up job for a teen. Yeah, right? To be six feet under and, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, to be working at a mortuary is very intense. Well, guys, remember my girl? 
Yeah, she lived at a funeral party. That's right. I will say she reacted a little bit too calmly to that boy she had a crush on showing up. Yeah, I think she knew something was up. That's the thing. She She did know something was up, but uh, but like they don't really seem too worried about the murder mystery element. No, well she she does because she knows that someone's trying to kill her, but she's kind of like I'm just gonna keep. Going on with life, like, it's Mm. fine. But him, I mean, he wasn't really even connected to the whole thing because Kirstie Alley was the one killing all the other ones off. But clearly Denise Richards shot him because he wanted to go. I I thought the mom did because. No, I don't. I think Denise Richards did because she was the the second gun person until the first gun person died and she Mm -hmm. took over. And she always talked about how she had a straight shot and then he is shot right in the head. And he had no, he was of no consequence to the outcome of the actual pageant pageant itself. And I think that was a misdirect by the filmmakers to make you think that maybe she's behind it versus Kirstie Alley being behind it. Does the movie explicitly say or heavily implied? I think it's just more implied. Yeah, I think it's just more heavily implied. See, I just thought because Denise Richard wanted him in the lunch line and he went for Kirsten Yeah, but Denise the Richards mom. isn't the kind of girl who goes home and tells her mom about that stuff. Denise Richards yeah, take care, takes care of that herself. That's true. Denise Richards is like, I'm going to go shoot this guy in the head. I don't got to tell my mom about it. I can, I can take care of myself. <laughs> wow. It's a tough family. But then you would think she would t- have no problem taking out the other competition. Then. She doesn't care about winning, though. That's the thing. Like, oh, she does care about right. winning, but not enough to, like, murder her classmates, but her mom cares enough. But yeah. she cares about being the the top shooter to kill. Yeah, that guy. yeah, she was okay. more that she was sense. more into that. She she, was... <laughs> she killed that guy because he offended her on a personal level because yeah. she felt like she wasn't the prettiest person in school. Mm-hmm. Okay, I well, guess my one I, if I had to choose one big complaint about this movie, it's that it it didn't it didn't lean as much into the documentary feel that I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. It did feel very polished and Mm -hmm. very staged and scripted. And I wish they had, and they didn't have a lot of improv. Do you you think they were, you think they were trying to keep like that by showing the sound people to make up for the fact that they they were, I think they were mm -hmm. trying to get the mockumentary thing in there, forcing it a little bit. Like, whereas something like anything Christopher guest does, like he, that's always just chock full of amazing improv actors who make every moment feel really Mm -hmm. spontaneous and true. And this just felt very scripted. Yeah. A lot of times I would forget that it was, I was watching a mockumentary thing and just like something happened and I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a mockumentary. I don't, I don't like it when they straddle the line. I'd rather have it feel one way or the other mm-hmm. yeah maybe um, that's just me i don't i mean i did like the aside where the cops crew meets up with the mockumentary crew <laughs> yeah. yeah well because yeah. that was funny that, that was my yeah. that was probably my biggest laugh out loud moment when that happened and they recognize each yeah, yeah. they know well, each other yeah and it's, it's also because really cool. they've been building it up because every time someone sees the mockumentary guys they're like cops. oh they film in cops here again yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a really good like they've been they've been they've been doing stuff to like lay the the groundwork for that mm-hmm. joke so i i i thought the payoff was awesome yeah i, I thought that was hilarious um, I if there, if I was gonna have any qualms with this movie, it's just I felt like they really wrapped up everything very fast. Right. They did, but also end. it felt like there were like three endings. There, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's her winning the or her being the runner up of the pageant, aka, and then Denise Richard getting killed on the float. Right. Chrissy Alley admitting that she murdered all the kids. Then the national Minnesota pageant, and then the or the uh, state Minnesota pageant, and then the national one, and those two second endings basically were super fast and definitely felt like well, like yeah. what do we do? Well, that's kind of a like the final moments of the movie is kind of a non-ending. They just the place is closed down. Yeah, exactly. Right. It seems, it seems like they, kind of a, yeah. and they go crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. and then we just do these random unbreakable ty- title codas <laughs> at the end, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, no, and then because yeah, and then it ends with uh, Kirstie Alley uh, 
shooting up all the, but she becomes she becomes uh, Diane Sawyer because right. Kirstie Alley shoots that reporter and mm-hmm. she uh, takes over and so then she becomes the news person Talk so about pay off circle. that yeah, yeah. real for, full circle she didn't want to be your mom she didn't want to be Diane Sawyer she gets to be a little of both a little bit yep uh, the Diane, I was really kind of hoping maybe for a Diane Sawyer cameo. I know. I feel like they probably tried happen. to get one, uh, but Diane Sawyer was probably like, I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a professional well, couldn't woman. They have, couldn't they have like looked a little harder and just found whoever was available or willing to do it and then just changed it to mm-hmm. that person's name? Yeah. I just think that's that would have been more fun than just Hoda. constantly talking. Hoda. Yeah. Hoda copying? <laughs> she would have done it. Or, or, or was just she, was she or even Kathy Lee. Lee. I don't think she was. Even yeah, Kathy, Kathy, Lee. Kathy Lee will do anything for a buck. Mm-hmm. Um, do you uh, movie wise? Do you think it would have been more of a, a misdirect if they had given it to someone that they didn't focus on at all during the preliminary, uh, like kind of rounds? Of like the, the winner. Well, like the oh yeah, like yeah, the winner, the of, winner the of the pageant had been someone just some mm-hmm. so totally from left field or. I mean, I don't think it could have been anyone other than Denise Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, I would have loved for the girl who loved German shepherds to really take home that. Prize. Yeah, her, her, her talent was <laughs> was barking. Yeah, was barking. That's my yeah. little. I always say every time I watch it, I always say that's my little sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she loves dogs. Um, also, lip syncing is not a talent. No. I'm just going to say no. that right now. No. Um, according to uh, the lip sync battle, it <laughs> is. Not not in a pageant, though. Respectfully disagree. Yeah, no, not it's unless not a everybody is lip And also, I like that when she gets to the state one before everyone starts getting food poisoning, she's like shocked that another person is tap dancing as their talent. Right. It's like, do you think you invented tap dancing? Have, right? you, have you ever heard like, of any other pageant ever? Yeah. yeah. Is yours this unique? Like, yeah. You're tap dancing. Just right. watch any episode of Designing Women. It's not like you're Julia Stilesing in uh, Save the Last Ju- Dance. Julia right. Stilesing. Where you're combining hip hop and ballet. Oh, like that would, that would be something. Please that... tell me that's not a future movie for this podcast. Oh, no. I love that movie, but I can't defend it. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of, I have a some, lot of some movies. Some movies like are that. just indefensible. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how I feel about Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. I love Mamma Mia, but I would never make you guys watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, she made me watch it. I did. Uh, poor Phil. Um, but yeah, like if she was doing like the hip hop ballet combo, like, oh, white people have never done this before, <laughs> then then I'd be like, okay, you can be surprised that you're seeing that in uh, Minnesota. But mm-hmm. tap dancing, everybody can tap dance. I mean, I'll go on record and say I can't tap dance. I think so. if you tried hard enough, but you I got the right feel shoes. Like in the in the ta- in the pageant circuit or just talent shows in general. Right. There's always tap dancing. There's always tap yeah. dancing, modern right. dance, opera singing. Mm-hmm. Opera singing. Oh yeah. We're really a doing a deep singing. dive a on this tap dancing. Pageant girl? No, I used to get the invites in the mail all the time in high school that were like, "Come enter in the Miss Maryland thing." And my mom you sh- you won't even try, and I'm like, no, I won't try, mom. I don't want to be in a pageant, and I still to this day get uh, guff about it. But no, I was never in any pageants. But I did. I was best friends with someone in high school who was Miss Pumpkin Chunkin. So, oh wow, <laughs> inside, inside can say source. That, oh. that should nope. have been Miss in the movie. Miss Pumpkin, Pumpkin Chunkin. Pumpkin Chunkin. Nope, no M's. Pumpkin Chunkin. Pumpkin Chunkin. Yep. Pumpkin. Is that a town? Yeah, that in um, Michigan. No, uh, it's oh. where they. Pumpkin Chunkin in is Michigan. I've never yeah, heard of that. It's where they it's put, the they catapults. build the things they and build they catapults yeah. for the pumpkin. Okay, yeah, and they no, also I've had a pageant, yeah. and wow. she won I, it. Yeah, this is. You guys are speaking Greek to me. Yeah, that sounds crazy. I'm, I mean, I'm from a fairly rural area, but I never heard of You live too close to Detroit. Yeah, that's probably why. I only went to it one time. It's really not that interesting. Also, most of them don't work. Yeah, yeah. 
I think someone died oh, at ours one time, so they closed what? it down. <laughs> yeah, that this is crazy. This whole From thing is crazy. <laughs> I can't remember. I think so. Or I don't know. People just get really drunk and do dumb stuff, but there's also a pageant, and she was Miss Punk and Chicken. I mean, doesn't pageant culture, and they kind of address it up top, but, like, yeah. pageant culture just seems kind of dangerous yeah. to a mm-hmm. certain degree. Like, the kind of, like, exalting these these young girls to think that they have to have certain skill sets to be valuable, and they're so refined within, like, talent and, and like, sure. in, like, beauty. Yeah, yeah you have and to be like good that. at everything. You have to be good at wearing a swimsuit. Yeah, like You have to be good at making you... sentences. If you really want to see <laughs> Walking the, the and... dark depths but to which these things will go, just watch any episode of Toddler Sent. Oh, yeah, I've heard. Oh, heard. yeah. Is that still on TV? I don't think so. I don't so. think so, okay. no. Um, I, don't I think, think after the Honey Boo Boo spinoff. Yeah, I don't they... think they're even well, on. Yeah. Now, see, we're getting to what my big problem with this movie is. And it's it's a it's a criticism that's always leveled at the Coens. And I think that it should really be zeroed in on this movie, which is that I think it's incredibly condescending to small town America, to people that engage in these things. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there's there's sort of a, a baseline like cruelty that this movie kind of dishes out that I think is incredibly unpleasant. And unlike like I think the great sort of like dark comedies, Heather's, you know, anything Tarantino has done, this doesn't really commit or investigate any of the issues surrounding that. It's just sort of like mean spirited. And that's just kind of it. Yeah, because there's no real nobody gets a moment where they have any real redeeming qualities. Brittany Murphy yeah. does. Brittany Murphy does. Gives, gives up she, her costume. She does, but that's within the context of of the pageant and not necessarily even when they're doing their charity work, it's even condescending. Like it's like mm-hmm. deaf babies or Right. There, or, there's nothing real or No. You know. That's I didn't what I ask think. for a documentary. <laughs> well, you didn't. I mean, apparently, you didn't even ask for a faux documentary, <laughs> considering how loosely they, that. Uh, yeah, they do play fast framework. and loose. Well, when yeah. If you want to bring it back to like the waiting for Guffman and the and the, the Christopher Guest mockumentaries, the people are not treated. The people are treated with love. Like yeah. they're nice people. They're not mean people. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily dumb people. But they're not um, bright. They're, they're, not, they're bright. not bright. But they're some not... of them are. But some of them aren't. Yeah. But they're not. They're not treated like the, these characters are. And yeah. I, and I think that those performances in the Christopher Guest movies and the the Coen Brothers movies are so fully committed. Yeah. That you know they believe everything that that they're saying. They're totally invested in the the dog pageant or being a cop in Fargo or whatever it is and that everything in this movie is so sort of like superficial and like air quotesy yeah. like there's no, there's like sketch acting yeah like, like like they're not inhabiting these roles they're sort of mm-hmm. like like a xerox of whatever you know they was on imagine the page. small town yeah movie, sort of it's yeah. like watching a, it's like watching the tupac hologram or something <laughs> instead of an actual tupac concert they're not fully and, the, and I that is the problem with this something. is an interesting thesis <laughs> well that is the problem i don't with disagree that, i just yeah. don't care i guess right yeah. i mean it's still funny if, yeah. you, if you don't live in a town like, like i don't that. watch yeah. movies movies for them to be like like I don't I don't know I, I think yeah. with comedies you can kind of you know I would say that to a certain extent like Fargo is a, a dark comedy yeah yeah, yeah. and but I like this I, is more in the comedy I, realm than the dark definitely, and I right. think it's like I'm comedy. from a small town I didn't take it as any kind of condescending Slight. way I yeah. mean that I could identify at least like five people from that movie that I know in real life that's the right. thing it's like, I didn't, but, I didn't, but like Rachel you've, you've seem, left but you yeah. and, left and you were also best well, friends I with make, Miss Pumpkin Chunk I make yeah. fun of the people <laughs> that stayed so I mean I guess my uh, 
I'm just mean like the movie right. is, but um, I don't know. I I also feel, but I also feel like Best in Show and Fargo are kind of condescending. They might not be doing it in a mean spirited way, but if I was from, you know. Minnesota, like unless I'm that watching the one woman cop that's figuring everything out, I think there's also some very stereotypical characters right. in Fargo and mm-hmm. yeah. and Best yeah. in Show. Like, I mean, I think they could all be taken as mm-hmm. condescending. And I don't think he's disagreeing with that element that Coen Brothers and that stuff. Well, yeah, do that. Just, yeah. they yeah. give them harder. It's just this is this is just doing it a lot more. Yeah, but also like kind of to Rachel's point, like I don't think this is. I mean, obviously, it's a really over the top movie. Like, yeah. let's not get that. And twisted, I think they did it kind of on purpose. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's. Like some of those tropes are not far off from real life. When she, um, I think the, I, I gotta remember the word she uses to refer to liberals in the big city, was like something I would hear someone from my town say. The the libbers was what mm-hmm. she called libbers. them, and like these weird nicknames that they associate with like you know more left wing culture and stuff like that, and how they consider Minnesota to be this big bastion of evil mm-hmm. out in the distance. Like that's not insanely far off from how people think of big cities. Yeah. From certain towns, like in rural areas of Michigan. Yeah, and like Brittany Murphy's character with her whole room being like decked out in New York. Yeah, she loves New York. Having a brother that's gay, but her parents don't know. Like, I know at least... Peter's gay! Gay! So good. It's the best part of the whole movie. So, I I do, I I definitely understand your point. Yeah, I agree with Drew. I guess for me, I'm just not... That emotional of a person that I care, but also this movie isn't me. for them. No, yeah, no. they're not like people that I know in my hometown. If I ever put this movie on for them, they, they would, one wouldn't they wouldn't enjoy it, and they probably wouldn't really get get it yeah. get it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I would kind of love to do a quick time travel back to see what people from that area would have thought about this movie when it came out in '99. They don't think they not thought about it. Even critics liked it yeah, in '99. That's the, 1999 is maybe the greatest year of movies ever. Mm-hmm. And the, this, we're talking on Matrix. We're talking Ugh. Random Sense. Hearts. We're talking. Random hearts. <laughs> we're talking the Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> and you chose this movie, and I think that. Well, that I was can't pick the Matrix because that's a critically acclaimed, overrated piece of movie. Was Bicentennial Man '99? Um, oh yeah. Oh wow! Blair Witch, Three Kings, Ooh. Office Space, Iron Giant, Magnolia, Iron Giant's Magnolia, great. Straight Story. So there's a lot of good movies that came out that year. Oh, 99 yeah. was crazy. 99 is the best. And I feel like I this, shut, the, you yeah. know, I this got a 44 on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is, which I think is wildly super, low. Yeah, I think it's super mm-hmm. low. But again, maybe it was because it was stacked against all these other movies that got and lost in the. Also, in they the don't. Rank. They did not understand. I don't think yeah. they had as much of a grip on satire as they do. No. Now. Well, that's the thing is like. Because a lot of satire movies, they don't understand that things are. They really like the reviews. They don't understand that it's satire. Well, and and now people have seen Toddlers and Tiaras and Honey Mm -hmm. Boo Boo and all these things and Little Miss Sunshine. Like they probably grasp what it is a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Today than they would have back, back then. then. Yeah, but Allison Janney says that she's approached more about this than West Wing, which is wow. nuts, which is crazy. That yeah. is crazy. Well, she is so good. <laughs> yeah, it is her movie. It is end. her movie. Yeah. yeah, I would say she definitely steals the show. Yeah, I love oh, that they make her like, like a, like a medium level sex crazed woman in the background of some things. Like mm-hmm. it's like she had sex with the FedEx guy who drove right. off that's the a, package. That's one of my favorite moments. Yeah, when you're just walking out and she's like, "Oh yeah, there's a package. package. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is for you. It's great. <laughs> it's so subtle too. It is. And her hair is just like all over the place. It's, and... it's crazy how much of a, like a an inner life and off screen life like her character has. That's mm-hmm. the thing is yeah. that she gave her character one and nobody else no, really the, has yeah. one because even like she feels like she came out of a best in show. Type 
Right. Yeah. And even Kirsten Dunst, like, even though she's the point of view character, she's very one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like, she's yeah. not really... Yeah. There's not much there. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there are a few one-dimensional characters in this, which I'll say, but... I would argue that even Barkin's character has more is more dimensional than Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Like, she's... Well, especially when the beer can history. melts to her hand. <laughs> right. Like, that's, right. that's a great image. That's such a ridiculous and joke. she tries to <laughs> see if uh, there's more in it. It's just, <laughs> so good. It's really great. Also, we have to give Kirstie Alley some credit for oh. how elaborate these murder plots were. Yeah. <laughs> like she blew up a tractor. She was able to rig a uh, light in. But when did she have to the fall time? at the yeah. exact the moment yeah. she needs it? Yeah, to. exactly. Yeah. Fall when she's standing right in one direct moment, mm-hmm. like under under the lights underneath. Like, it's almost a final destination. She is death. Kirstie Alley is death. Death. But oh, it is like I'm gonna watch those movies with a whole new magic <laughs> Kirstie Alley pulling the strings. She's just in the background of every shot, secretly. And she's really good in the movie. Yeah, like I think commits... she's actually an underrated actress. Yeah, uh, I yeah. thought she was yeah. good in this, Runaway. especially too. Runaway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, look who's talking. Look who's talking to you. Have you ever seen Fat Actress? She's funny. No, she's really good. Is that a, is that a series or a movie? Yeah, that's a Showtime series that okay. she did. That's basically about her. Um, but yeah, she scripted. did that like okay. after she lost all the weight, but then gained it back, right? Mm. She, she, I believe in the course of it, she, she had gained weight and then loses the weight and then gains it back. back. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, wow. I think it's two or three seasons, uh, but it's really funny. It's really funny. Yeah, I've never watched it. I do remember hearing about it. Anyway, well, if we were to to remake this movie, no, well, now that it's more relevant, that yeah. people know what this style of filmmaking really is and, and could watch it, would, first of all, would we do a reboot of this? And if we were, well, who would we cast in it? Um, I don't. So, do you guys think that they would have gotten away with some of the language they use nowadays? What do you mean? Oh, the racist jokes. Yeah, the racist jokes. No, some some not so that. great things yeah, about no, people with mental that, yeah. handicaps and yeah, things like that. Yeah, they'd have to. Yeah, Will, to, Will Sasso's yeah. character would have to go oh, completely. Man. I wouldn't be complain because that character. Well, was that was pretty, that was where it fell out of docu- mockumentary for me. Yeah. It was just yeah. a little too slapstick. That was a superfluous comedy. Three Stooges stuff. It just wasn't. It just felt like a different movie. Yeah, in which she would go on to be in a remake of Three Stooges much well, there you go Oof, yeah. never um, saw that. but I feel like a lot of the, the you could you could put like the Selena Gomez's the Ariana Grande's in this as like the pageant oh my god Ariana Grande would be great as Brittany Murphy's I think she character. would be really funny in this yeah so Ariana like, Grande's funny yeah and I, she's a pretty good actress overall mm-hmm. and she's got a real talent just take the cast of Scream Queens put it in this yeah right. I did that's it. true or, or the I, Spring I Breakers it. cast yeah, kind potentially of. I'd kind of want to see more of like a Scream Queens limited series type thing Oh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like an anthology be, series I, of just, of this, with this setup. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could totally see that. would be pretty that. rad. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't sure. done that yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, Hot Shot Studio execs. Ryan Murphy. Yeah, we just yeah, Ryan Murphy, you Put down your you Coke. At? Yeah. <laughs> Leo Michelle, this is another paycheck for you. Do you think you could also take, like, Amy Adams and Kirsten Dunst and put them in the older roles, potentially? Like oh, I feel maybe. like, oh. like you could put, I feel like Amy, Amy Adams, Adams pull would off. not touch this. No. But do you no. think she she's could? She's Academy Award nominated person. Well, I think if she wanted <laughs> she's to do also so, likes something fun. comedic, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she also likes if she wanted to do something comedic, she could be the Allison Janney character. I think she could kind of potentially pull. Allison Janney would be the Allison Janney. Yeah. Totally. I think we just keep Allison. I think Janney. she's our, first of all, she hasn't really bridge. aged much character. Like that'd be fun. Yeah, and then you could put Kirsten Dunst maybe in the in the Kirstie Alley role potentially. I, Do you think she's evil I, enough? I That's the question. Yeah, I Kirsten Dunst is a very big part of my adolescence. She right. was in a lot of movies I watched, uh, but Crazy Beautiful. 
no, I never watched Crazy Beautiful. More like Bring It On and all of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I actually like Bring It On. Virgin Suicide. I don't know, Virgin, Virgin Suicide. suicide. It's good stuff. But I just don't think anything in here is. <laughs> hey, oh, small yeah, Small Soldiers. Wow, when are we going to get that sequel? Times. <laughs> <laughs> Even Smaller Soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just don't think this is in her wheelhouse anymore. I feel like she like had a resurgence that was She's the worked with Lars von Trier. She can't is. go back right. to yeah. 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 She's doing yeah, movies like Woodshock or whatever the heck that movie is. Oh, oh right. That looks what, great. Which that looks like a oh, spiritual yeah. sequel to Melancholia. Yeah, it does. It does, yeah. yeah. So I just don't think she would even be allowed on the premises of She's too this high movie. Yeah. yeah, she's too highbrow. So then who would you put in the Kirstie Alley role then? I feel like that's kind of the final <laughs> puzzle piece here. Kirstie Alley? There's so many great, and I can't think of whoever Jamie it is. Jamie Lee Curtis. If we're on the if we're on the Scream Queens tip, yeah, that's oh, true. Listen, right. if we took people from the from Jamie the Ryan Lee Curtis Murphy would be great. Universe. She would just channel mm-hmm. those pictures of her where she's yelling and drinking and just yelling in that guy's face and pointing. Yeah, I also think Sarah Paulson would have a lot of fun. Oh, Sarah Paulson. Any, Sarah Paulson would be great as she yeah. could be the maybe Ellen a, uh, Ellen Barkin yeah. mm-hmm. character. Maybe a Melissa that. Leo. Potentially, mm-hmm. uh, keep her away from all things. She's a little crazy. Oh, Phil. yeah, she's a lot crazy. Yeah, but I think you need a little touch of crazy. We could also add, Let's get know, Meryl Streep as Oh, yeah, maybe we should include some people who aren't white yeah. in the movie, since that's all that well, we got. Well, the Scream Queens cast, there's What about like, somebody Scream like Queens. Angela Bassett or something? Angela Bassett would be good. I, feel like I think she could be really a nice... Angela Bassett and then fierce. Kiki Palmer as the Denise Richards character. Oh, yeah. That would be great. There you go. I'd actually be up. very excited when she won, though. I'd be like, that oh, I would Kiki Palmer. <laughs> she should win. She's beautiful. Or maybe a Zendaya and then have like a Viola Davis, essentially. Oh, Viola Davis? Parent. I feel like Tony just figured out who Zendaya was, and now he's very excited. <laughs> he's, yeah. just, he's like, I'm going to name drop her every five minutes. Spider-Man Homecoming was my introduction to Zendaya. I didn't really know too much about I've her. I've known about she's Zendaya since Shake It Up. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I'll, Disney I'll, Channel I'll admit my show. I'll admit my ignorance on the Zendaya front. Is the shoe hasn't really been in anything that like no. you would have eyes no, on though? No, no. I yeah. worked my in the teeny bopper. Oh yeah, you worked area, in the Tiger. So beat I've world. known Zendaya so. was amazing for years, but yeah. you know, it's finally everyone else is finding out. Yeah, everyone else knows except I'm the last one on the boat. I mean, now Tony does. So yeah, I mean, we could also stardom. We could also relocate where it takes place because I feel like people like to make fun of Florida more now than yeah, Florida. Yeah. Florida or Ohio. Go, just lean real hard into the white trash yeah. Yeah. of yeah. Florida. And yeah. no one would be offended. Florida, you could have more of a Latino influence to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. More, diver- more yeah. diversity. Have an sure. actual, yeah. You could set it in a town that is about to be submerged underwater <laughs> by <due to> the <laughs> rising sea levels. Oh, man. That actually would be a funny, like, through line is that the, the town's constantly flooding yeah. all the time. <laughs> right. Or the... Or the hotel where they're supposed to—they were supposed to have it actually sank, so they have to have it in another hotel. Yeah, um, we're yeah, writing the movie already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We really um, just made a cannon for this one. Overall. So I hope New Line is listening. <laughs> they're too busy creating Conjuring movies. Yeah, yeah the Conjuring this. universe. So let's go around. Would we recommend it? I would recommend it. I think it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it has its it has its issues, but I think for the most part, the the humor, the stuff that that people will get is is worth watching. Tony, um, I I definitely recommend this movie. I didn't I hadn't seen it before. Uh, it's I thought it was really funny. You're wait, welcome. wait. Okay, Rachel, <laughs> way darker than I thought it was gonna be. Um, good performances. A lot of random people in this that I didn't know were in the movie. So yeah, I would definitely recommend this. I clearly would recommend it as I am the person that recommended the movie to watch. Though I don't know, sometimes I change my mind. But um, no, I love this movie. I think it's great. I don't think it's 
a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, so no, I highly recommend either. it. Mm-hmm. I would recommend this. I think it's one of the best ones we've we've watched, and the most fun that we've watched I, on this. I, yeah, I, I will not disagree with that. I think it's no might be the funniest one. Yeah. Uh, we just watched Gremlins too. Mm. Yeah, I did laugh. I, I do laugh a lot. I think that's Gremlins, meant to but... be. I think why we find it funny is different than what was intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> we find funny in this and what we were supposed but to. But it was find a lot funny. of fun. It is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not recommend this. I will Ooh, wow. be in the center. Shocker! Wow. Yeah, shocking. Contrarian. After my New Yorker style. Uh, <laughs> Tell us more, Armand White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just I don't think it's I don't think it's level of cruelty. I don't think it's just that cool. is 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 justified, and I don't think it's it's funny enough. Yeah, I just don't think it's funny enough. All right, Ebert. Who hurt you as a child? <laughs> I mean, was I was abused really by so many. I mean, it's just it's just all those lost you know swimsuit competitions that I enter in. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Drew, I get it. Drew, Drew tried I've, to, been, I've been there. Drew was yeah. the only male contestant in many beauty pageants yeah. as a child. Yeah. 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 He I've was Mr. Punk. Walls. What was your talent? Kazoo. You know, the kazoo? <laughs> I was a big kazoo guy. Yeah, I heard you. You were a triple kazoo man. I am. Yeah, <laughs> not at the flinging fair or whatever. Punkin' chunkin'. Punkin' chunkin'. That was the time. I like. I, I do like flinging flair. Yeah. Just as wow. much. Yeah. Well, what, what about Drew? Is there anything that you've seen recently that you would recommend? I would. I would recommend. Uh, I was just thinking about this: the Wet Hot American Summer, uh, ten, years ten years later, later. I miniseries. I just started it, and it's fantastic. Anything that Michael Showalter and David Wayne are up to, I'll be there. Um, yeah, it's just very funny and bizarre, and the way that they write out Bradley Cooper is genuinely. Is incredible. it better than the the other show? That they so did? far, it's not a, not as good as as First Day of Camp, okay. but I, I have high hopes. So right. yeah, so far, I recommend it. What about you, Tim? I'm I'm currently trying to remember what I've seen recently that I would recommend. So Tony, why don't you go? <laughs> um, so this is kind of a little bit of a left field recommendation because I just watched it recently, just because I. It's a documentary. It. Actually, no, it's a DC animated movie, uh, Batman: Bad Blood, um, and it features like uh, a, a basically a collection of of different bat figures from the DC universe. So you have uh, Batwoman. Uh, Bruce Wayne's son, Damian Wayne, taking up the Robin mantle, Nightwing, and then also Lucius Fox's son, Lucas, who takes on the new role of Batwing with a special, like, robotic bat suit. Sounds complicated. Um, It's a really, it's kind of nuts, and it kind of goes against a lot of the standard DC canon overall, but there's a little bit of a Batman universe that's been formed within the DC animated movies. They have a couple different, like, circles of of the heroes in those, but... Um, I just thought it was a really cool story. I really enjoyed it. The animation style, I I really like. Um, and I also am a big advocate for the DC animated movies being much better than anything they're doing with the DC Extended Universe. Yeah, yeah. So I would, it's kind of hard to find, but Batman Bad Blood is uh, a good watch if you really like that kind of stuff. It's also got a great Taylor Swift theme song. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Bad blood. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. uh, Where's it? I knew you were joking. All right, you can come you, back. It's to hard me. to find. So you can come back to me okay. because I want to recommend something. It was on HBO. That, that I that I, I'm going to steal from Rachel if she if she. Well, I, I, I don't know if she was going to recommend this today because I think she has a different one. But I recommend Downward Dog. Oh no! I was oh yeah. yeah, a series that was that ran for a very limited time on ABC. It was premiered in the summer in May. It's it every episode that I've seen so far has made me cry, even though it's a comedy. Uh, but it's basically a TV show that is 
is uh, about a woman who, a single woman who lives with her dog. And the show is basically from the point of view of the dog and the dog talks, except the dog is very introspective. Um, and it's hilarious. Who's the voice of the dog? It's one of the creator of the show. Is this the Melanie Linsky show? No, but the no. actress is Melanie Linsky Tolman. type. Oh, it's Alison Tolman. Tolman, yeah. And has the guy from Hope... Hope, uh, uh, raising hope. Raising okay. hope. Yeah. Um, he's uh, the boyfriend, the off and off, name, on and off yeah. boyfriend. Um, it's really good. It's really yeah. well written. It's very touching. And it's oh, and guess what? Yeah. It's also canceled. Right, so. but it's all the episodes are on Hulu. Yeah. Okay. And they're um, worth watching. And they're I worth watching. And it's it it actually is surprisingly insightful from the dog's point of view mm-hmm. in terms of what a dog believes in the world. Right. Um, but it's and it's pretty hilarious. Also. Um, Maria Bamford voices the the arch nemesis of the dog, the, the neighbor cat. Really, and it's nice. pretty funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Phil, I'm going to recommend the indie Wind River. Uh, Is that in of, theaters now? It's in theaters. Get now. your tickets of, on moviephone.com. This is a contentious uh, recommendation. I what? feel like <sighs> just within the within the room. Within I, the room. I'm going to keep my thoughts myself. I'm this not is gonna, Phil's I'm, recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> this is not your time, it's Tony. From, it's the directorial debut of the writer of Sicario and uh, Hell in High Water. It's, uh, it's basically like, I don't mean to dumb it down, but it's, it's, it's Jack Reacher on a Native American reservation. There's a, this there's a, a murder and uh, a games hunter played by Jeremy Renner uh, involves himself in helping with the investigation, which features a Green Guild female uh, FBI agent played by Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Olsen, and it's very gritty, very violent. Uh, some great lines of dialogue. Uh, it, I, it's a little awkwardly directed. It's, it's, it's got some. It's my some first, first film. time. But there are some. I mean, it has some in between, like some really awesome shootouts that we haven't seen before. There's also some really solid acting going on, and, and I think it's one of the best movies of the summer. I will not be seeing it, but no. Um, I just to watch a little boring Hawkeye Scarlet Witch combination. Watch that. Um, I uh, I will say Phil and I had a bit of a discussion about that film before. Came to blows. Yeah. Came to blows a little bit, but I will also they both have in, black eyes. in Phil's uh, to be in Phil's corner. I think that it's one of those judge for yourself movies, so you should definitely go see it to see if you would enjoy it because it's got some things that I don't personally enjoy, but definitely understand why people would like it. So. It just it sounds like some, a great piece of Hawkeye Scarlet. Which uh, <laughs> flash yeah, exactly. so. And then my recommendation has to start out with an apology to Drew, which uh, I begrudgingly I will give. Uh, <laughs> I'm not excited about it. But a few weeks ago on the podcast, Drew thought he could predict what my recommendation was going to be and said the bold type. And I was completely offended and I couldn't believe he thought I would love this show. Oh my God, I love where well, this is going. <laughs> well, uh, about Bad five forward. episodes in, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love the bold type. I wow. really did go into it wanting to make fun of it, but they're beautiful female friendships. They're all like layered characters without like really dumb stereotypes. Uh, I, it's a great, it's a great I, feminist I like television wow. show on Freeform right now. On Freeform right now, yeah. and if you're not watching it, you're doing it wrong. Did anyone watch Ducktales? I haven't watched it yet. Too busy watching the bolt type. I've heard it's very good. It is very good. The one hour pilot is out now and the series premieres in September. I never watched DuckTales, the original. I've seen probably every episode. I I was more of a... I think it was before my time. They referenced St. Canard in the the pilot. So I think they're doing some... 
you know, Disney afternoon universe. Some engineering right. of uh, well, Darkwing future Duck's series. Be on. Yeah, Darkwing Duck's, yeah, Darkwing's coming. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, who's yeah? Who's whose the turn next is it movie? next? Oh yeah. Is it? Mm, I think it's yours. I think it might. I think be it might mine. be you. I'm 99 sure it's you. Okay. Um, we're gonna watch The Rocketeer. Oh my uh. god! I am so happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I know I hate it then. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. I already I was be hate like, it. Well, you can guarantee the rest of the room is not going to like it. <laughs> I've um, never seen it though. So. Oh, yeah. it is. A you want, joy. So, so obviously Drew will be coming back for that episode. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was taking pictures of. Um, I was just at Disney World for oh, a junket. Do, you, do, and they, I was have, do they have the, some of the Rocketeer gear well, there? This no. is <laughs> upsetting. Why? One of the Why things that... It, it? So Why the Great Movie Ride was closing two days after I was there, which <gasps> is a tragedy. Yeah, at, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Wait, is that the one that has, the, that has like aliens yeah. in it? So, <sighs> yeah, so that that's sort of a staple. Oh, yeah. I uh, rode that when I was like 13. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people's like introduction to sort of the classic films. And there's a Rocketeer handprint. Uh, or footprint and blast print outside of the oh the Chinese theater, which that's cool. Here we'll throw this up, I guess, next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's a PB's uh, like refreshment stand, which what? is based on the Alan Arkin character from the movie. There's why did uh, they use it so much? Nobody well, okay, saw well, that. Well, okay. One one reason is that it. I mean, I can save this for next yeah, week. Yeah, we should but, probably just save it yeah. for next week. But anyway, it has a. There's a very big connection between Rocketeer and the opening of that park okay. in 1989. Okay. Anyway, we'll, I'm we'll glad talk about it I next did week. not realize that you had such a robust knowledge of the Rocketeer. This is great. Oh yes. Okay. Perfect. All right, oh, guys. Boy. Until next time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go um, watch the Rocketeer if yeah. you dare. And Do let, it. Uh, like and subscribe and leave reviews and tell your friends. And if you have a movie you would like us to watch, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Movie Phone or on our Facebook page for Movie Phone. Or Instagram. Or Instagram, too. Pretty much any channel we'll take. Uh, paper airplanes, hot mm -hmm. air balloons. Carrier pigeons. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, vacuum tubes, a la Lucky Logan. All of that wow. kind of stuff. Skywriting. Yep. Skywriting. All of it. We'll do All it. All right. Bye. Bye. What are you looking at, huh? A whole goddamn town full of losers. That's what I'm looking at. <laughs>